Welcome to the podcast, Your Turn Women, with your host, Melody Holman. In this podcast, we'll explore women's health with stories, interviews, and the cheers for when goals are achieved. But the best part of all will be for you as a woman to learn to say fuck off to everyone who tells you what you should do and to say yes to taking back what you need to be at your optimum health. Hey, friends. Well, I'm going to say that that first introduction episode was a little bit rough, wasn't it? I think I have finally figured out how to both use my microphone and the computer and all the other technological software that I have to do to create the podcast. All right, so come on, Walter. So because I'm here, And I have five children, as I stated in the earlier podcast. My son, Walter, is excited and he's still awake, wants to say a little hello. So, hello, Walter. Hello. What did you and Daddy do tonight? We went to swimming. Swimming. So, what swimming club do you belong to? Kalamazoo Krakens. The Krakens, yeah. Kalamazoo United. And what is your current goal with the swim club? stop digging in the water so I can move up to silver with my brother Crowd. Yeah. So my boys have been swimming for a while. I've always felt like swimming was one of those sports that isn't sort of an option because, well, it is life or death, right? We want to be able to go on the boat sometime. We live in Michigan. We want to be able to go to the lake. And I want to know that my kids are safe. So my kids have started swimming when they were young and Walter is ready to be an accomplished swimmer. He's currently in what? Trying to move up to swim to silver, yeah. So Walter is so imagine a swimmer, right? So when you um, your fingertips enter the water, and you are to extend your arm before you do the catch and the pull. And my Walter is a what? Digger. He's a digger, right? So his fingertips enter the water, and he just sloshes them down and grabs a handful of water and pushes it back. And I will say he's a really good swimmer even with doing that, right? Aren't you? Yeah, he's a really good swimmer. But to move up to silver with his brother Pryor, he's going to learn. He's going to have to learn the extendo. I've started doing it. He's started doing that. So, all right. Thanks, Walter, for sticking around or for coming around. Bye. So I told you in the introduction, which was a little harsh for me to even listen to, but I promised myself that regardless, I'm going to let it be as I am. And you'll come to find that that is how I am. Love it or leave it. That's my personality. And as I'm doing things without a lot of or any editing, um, I'm going to have things like my kids coming in and uh, saying hi. They're super excited. I'm all decked out in the dining room table, so I'm out of my bedroom. I'm, I've got clothes on. I'm not in my bathrobe, which for you uh, who know me, you know that that's a challenge. And I'm ready to get this podcast started. I'm hoping to have them all uploaded soon and get them out for public consumption or ridicule. We'll see how that goes. And on the first episode, I wanted to talk about um, my weight loss journey. And back in, I know I talked about it a little bit in the introduction, but back in 2009, after I had my Walter, I had grown soft. And I sort of 
had always been pretty average my whole life. I weight had never been an issue for me. I could gain it or lose it and I could eat. My sister used to, when she lived near me, she would make blueberry cobbler and I would go and I would eat half a pan um, and then have dinner. And I didn't think much about it. It just wasn't, weight was never a thing that I thought about. And actually neither was my health. I never thought about health. We weren't, in my, when I was growing up, health wasn't even a thought. Like making sure that you had the right bra on so that your boobs were picked up. That was an actual thought. My mom would have ladies come around and they would sit at the dining room table. And that was an actual thing that happened between my mom and Diane. And I can't remember her other friend's name, but they would, my mom would be like, you got to pull them up. So boobs were talked about and bras were talked about, but health was never talked about. It's not, that it was neglected. It just wasn't ever thought of, I don't think, in my world. I grew up in Escanaba, Michigan, which is above the bridge in the UP. If you are familiar with Michigan, there's like two parts of it. And if you ask someone who's from Michigan to show you where they're from, they would put their hand up and point to their hand and show you where they are. So um, I just lived in a small community. We weren't we, we were pretty low income and my mom made pretty much everything homemade and we would feed our dogs the liver, which is disgusting that she would make. And she used to bake cod, which was repulsive, but she also baked unbelievable bread and homemade corn fritters. Anyway, so we just didn't think about things like health. They weren't talked about. We didn't have like activities we had the, um, like, school stuff. Like, I was in basketball until I found drugs and middle school, which is a sad thing to say, but that's true. And anyway, needless to say, it just wasn't part of our everyday experience. So my first experience with health was I'd had my two kids for my first marriage. I lived in Madison, Wisconsin, and I moved back up to Escanaba to be closer to my mom. Her and my dad helped me out a lot. And my dad worked out of town construction. So they were gone and I had totaled my car and I didn't, couldn't keep my job because we didn't have a bus route up there. Blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Long story. So anyway, so my sister said, we'll help you out. I've got a car for you to use, but you got to move down here, down to Kalamazoo. So I was like, cool, come get me. I literally have nothing to do. So she did. She came and got me and actually my brother, my oldest brother, Mike, came and got me, drove me and the kids down here to Kalamazoo and I've been here ever since. They've moved a few times since then. But my first experience with thinking about health outside of myself was when I watched my sister Michelle run a 5K at the Pawpaw Wine and Harvest Festival. And at the time I was a smoker and I I'm sure my whole family knew, but I didn't want anyone to know. I know my son, Walter's looking at me like, you were a smoker? I was a smoker. And I remember sitting on a curb waiting for my sister to run this dumb thing, which was so dumb because who runs? It's not being chased. (laughs) Anyway, and smoking a cigarette on the curb for real. The runners around me probably thought, you have got to be joking me. What are you doing? But I had no concept of what it was like to to think about health or activity as an adult. So anyway, so that was my very first idea of that people do things just for their health 
not like smoking or drinking, which I knew was bad for your health, but I didn't think of anything like being good for your health. So that was my first experience. And throughout the years when I ended up meeting my husband, Jimmy, when we were dating, he was a runner and I tried to become a runner to impress him, of course, because I liked him so much and I wanted him to think I was awesome. And I was still a smoker. (laughs) My neighbor downstairs, Nikki, she, so how it actually happened was my neighbor downstairs, Nikki said, I went, I think we're going to go smoke because we used to go sit out on our stoop at our apartment complex. And I said, aren't you going to smoke with me? And she goes, no, I'm going to be a runner. I don't know what that means. You're going to be a runner. That's dumb. She goes, well, why don't you come run with me? And then I'll sit here on this stoop with you while you smoke. Oh, well, that's fine. I'm sure I can run. No, I could not run. That was ridiculous. I could not make it to the entrance of our apartment complex. I was like, I'd been a smoker for years. I'd been a smoker for since I was like off and on since I was 14. And so by the time I was 20, it was on. I was an on smoker. But before then, um, I thought, you're crazy. We can't go run. And she was like, no, you come run with me every time I want to run and I'll sit out here and I'll smoke. You can smoke and I'll talk to you. So I thought, well, all right, that's fine. So that was my version of getting started. And then we joined this gym and that was such a fun story. We, I used to pretend I was Richard Simmons and I would tell everyone what to do when we would be on the treadmill or when we'd be doing workouts. Oh God, we had so much fun. Anyway, my sister joined. It was a party for sure. And... Then I was doing stuff with my husband. We started to run. He was super active. He was a hockey player and a hockey coach at that time. Played for Western here in Kalamazoo. And so I got active with him. And I remember I was training to run a race and I hurt myself. And I was like, I thought I had maybe fractured a pelvis or something. I couldn't stand up or walk anymore without pain it was really quite horrible I'm not gonna lie like it was it got so bad where I would wake up in the middle of the night screaming in pain and I had to quit my job and oh my word what a long story but come to find out I ended up had a bulging and herniated disc L4 L5 and after I went through treatment I ended up going to see this physical therapist in Jackson Michigan area and he said that um, he said that it was all about my footfall, that the way my foot fell over time and ended up, you know, your foot's connected to your ankle, your ankle's connected to your knee, your knee's connected to your hip, your hip's connected to your back. And I ended up having that really huge problem. And he was like, for you to do this, you're going to have to do X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And I was like, all right, I'm out because let's be clear. I didn't want to exercise in the first place. And I thought exercising was stupid and I was only doing it to oppress Jimmy. And so now I didn't have to because I was broke. Thank the good Lord for that. Broke had its advantages. So anyway, so years later, I had three, three boys pretty close together. So I had Clark, who's now 14, and I had Pryor, who is now, he'll be 13 this summer. And I had Walter, who you heard from earlier, and he is 10. He'll be 11 this summer. So I had three kids. And after Clark, I was able to lose my weight pretty easy. I never struggled with weight. So it wasn't a thing. And then with, after Pryor, I had a C-section with Pryor 
and so losing my weight after him was definitely more challenging and I might have lost a few pounds but I didn't lose very much and when I had Walter I had gained a ton of weight and I lost none of it I actually kept gaining after I had him which is why as we get to this part of the story my doctor Sue said Mel you you really got to figure this out like she had delivered all three of my babies and she knew what I had been, you know, four years ago when I was pregnant with Clark and how I was able to lose it after him. So she was like, you've got to figure this out and going for a walk and getting a muffin or a cookie and a mocha chocolate is just not going to be what you need to do. So I was like, all right, I'll do something. We'd been members of the Y for years. I just, I've always believed in supporting our local YMCA. I love the work that they do. And so we'd always just donated. (laughs) Every month we donated. I forget how much it was then. But anyway, we donated and we didn't really use it. I mean, it isn't to say we never did because sometimes we'd take the kids to the pool and I put the kids in the water for swimming lessons. Well, swimming lessons, bubbles, right? You got to do the bubbles. Um, but as far as use it for fitness, that is not what I did. And at that point, Jimmy was pretty overweight and we had really poor health habits. We drank a ton of soda. I still love soda. As a matter of fact, just last night. So Saturday nights are our pizza night. And last night we had soda left from Saturday night pizza night. And I got home from my year turn group, my half marathon group, and all I wanted was to make some homemade vegan nachos. My friend Heather gave me the recipe. I wanted to make nachos and I wanted to have some soda. After all these years, I'm still, I still love soda. And I was absolutely furious when I found it. It was gone and I had to drink my soda water, which I do and I drink it and it's fine. But yeah, Walter likes it. But that soda water is nothing like the root beer that I just love. But it was gone. It is what it is. We only buy soda on Saturday nights. And if there's leftovers, I'm a little bit excited on Sunday morning. But anyway, you know, that's the thing about health, right? Like, it doesn't have to be all or nothing forever. I don't believe in that. I don't believe that that's attainable. I don't believe that that's something I want to live my life like. Every now and then I'll think, I just want a slice of cake. Like, that's cool. You can have a cake. You can have a slice of cake. You can have a, you can't, I don't subscribe to the belief that to be healthy, you can never have an M&M again for the rest of your life. Now, I don't think that we should eat M&M every day, nor do I think we should eat Doritos every day, and nor do I. But I also don't think that we should take anything off the table. Well, maybe crack, we probably shouldn't, or meth, we should, we should definitely take those off the table. If, you know, if you can. And if you can't, well, then, you know, you do you. But needless to say, I, that's how I think about my health. And so I was like, all right, I'll use the why. So I did. So this, I believe if I remember back correctly, I believe this was on a Thursday. And, and maybe it's because I've shared this story so many times that that's just the way I think it is. But I believe it was on a Thursday. And on Monday, I had checked into some classes at the Y and there was this class called Sculpt and splash. And the description was that you did 30 minutes of land exercises and then 30 minutes of water exercises, which sounded great. Like it seemed like that's a really good idea. I can't do a ton of land exercises and I don't really like the water. I've got a lot of, it's a lot in story, but I've got a lot of skin issues. So being in the water for me is, my skin is not super fantastic about it. Anyway, 
But I thought that seemed reasonable, right? 30 minutes on land, get in the water and do that. In the, and you know what? Who even knows how hard you're working in the water? Like, come on. You know that those people who do water aerobics, this is what I thought. Like, you can't even tell if they're working hard. That's what I thought until I got in the water. And then it was hard. I actually had to get a belt on. I couldn't stay up. I couldn't stay upright. So picture this. I was, right, I told you I was 241 pounds, not a judgment call, it's just what I was at the time. I had this brown swimsuit and it was wrap around, right? So imagine it is full shit brown, like straight up, like dark shit, like emoji, emoji shit brown is the color of that swimsuit. And it was this wrap around because I nursed all of my babies, so I needed full access to the titties. They needed full access, and I wasn't going to strip down to nurse them. So I, my very first morning, I put my swimsuit on underneath my workout clothes, which I didn't even have workout clothes, but that was all right. You know, whatever. I'm carting in all three kids. So we are walking in from the parking lot, from the van. I've got bags and diaper bags and my gym bag and trying to wrangle three kids in. Thankfully, they were always so, I will say about my boys, they were always really well behaved. No one usually tried to run away. And so I get them and I get them into the tot spot, which is the name of our daycare. And I go into the um, area, which was next to the tot spot, next to the pool. It was like, it was like the hallway in between the tot spot and the pool, which is where people were setting up their mats, their yoga mats to do the land exercises and uh, drop my kids off. I go out there and I'm, and I'm ready to go, right? I'm ready to go. Here's the, this is the greatest part about this day. This is, I can see it like it was yesterday. So I get in and I like to be early. I don't like to be late. Late bothers me. And so I'm early. I got my mat down. I'm kind of scared. I got my swimsuit on underneath my clothes, my gym clothes, which were basically probably, I don't know what I was wearing. doesn't matter. We're down on the mats and all of a sudden, zooming down the hallway towards us was this blonde goddess. She was so fabulous. She had frizzy hair that was standing out like she'd been in an electrical socket. It was awesome. She was petite. She had this huge smile on her face and she comes running in. Sorry, 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 I'm late. Sorry, I'm late gets her stuff out. And immediately I completely fall in love with this thing. I don't know what the hell she's got going on in her life, but I love her. I loved how she came rushing in like a crazy person. I loved how she was confident enough to rush in like a crazy person because at the time I had no confidence. I, it's probably why I wanted to be, well, I still like to be on time, but confidence was not something that I had in spades. So I decided right then and there, that she was my person. She was who I was going to aspire to be come hell or high water. I knew nothing about her. I didn't even know her name. I don't even know how long it took me to know her name. I don't know if I learned it that day. I don't know if I learned it a week later. I have no idea. All I knew was I picked her. She was everything I felt like I wasn't. She was everything I think I remembered that I was when I was young and carefree and fun and exuberant about life and excited and and just 
I don't know, she was everything that I had lost. She was everything that I had lost. And I saw it running down the hallway towards us. And I wanted to be her more than I wanted to be anything ever in my whole life. So we do our land exercises. I don't know what they were. It didn't matter. All I was doing was looking at this blonde, frizzy-haired goddess. And then we're going to get in the pool. Oh, my God. Okay. So this 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 swimsuit is not attractive. It was functional, but it was so not attractive. And there weren't many of us in this class. They, I only remember... Dawn, which was her name. I only remember her. I felt like I was a a boy in um, high school and all I could see was my girl. That's all I could see. I don't know who else was there other than the instructor. She was there, but you know, she's there. That's her job. And so we get in the pool and my swimsuit is so God awful ugly. And I'm recognizing how out of shape I am and how out of place I am. And I get in this water and I can't, I can't stay up. I keep tipping like I'm a, like I'm a bobblehead. I keep tipping like, like worse than a bobblehead. I keep tipping like those old school, you know, tumble, tumble, but you don't fall downs. Well, I was in the water, so I was tipping. It was so, it was so humiliating. And so the instructor was like, well, it looks to me like you need a belt. Oh God. Anyway, all right, I'll take a belt. So I did. She gave me a belt, put the belt on, and it helped. God, it helped. It helped a ton. It helped me stay upright. So she led us through these um, pool exercises. And the one, the one I remember most was you would be, you're facing the side of the pool, right? So you're at like the edge where you can touch the tile, and you have to like bring your feet up to touch, touch, like, right? So your feet are below you and then you have to bring them up to touch the side, touch the tile with your feet. Oh, God. It was the hardest thing. Who knew how hard this was? It was so hard. It was, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. I couldn't even believe that. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I had a judgment thing. I couldn't believe that old ladies could do this. And I am like, I was young. At the time, I was probably, well, how many years ago was that? That was 10 years ago. So I'm 40, I'll be 45, I think, this year, or 46 this year. 46 this year. I'll be 46 this year. So I was going to be 36. So I was still so young. And I can't do this exercise. And the realization hit me like a ton of bricks. I am fat and I am out of shape. And I'll tell you, up until that moment, I don't think I thought I was either one. I remember being with my sister and, you know, she used to be the one that was overweight. I was never the one. She was the one. And she was now running half marathons and all these things that I can't even imagine doing, especially if I can't even pick my stupid feet up under the water and touch them on the tile three times, maybe four times. Anyway, it hit me. I'm out of shape. I'm out of shape. I got to do something. So here I am. I'm going to do this thing. Finally, I don't know how long it was before my new girlfriend and I became best friends, Dawn. And here's what I found so amazing is she would come like a ball of fire, right? She would come in like a ball of fire. And I came in like a sad, humbled, shamed, 
guilt-ridden woman with a, a pile of rocks on my back. So it's like, it was like she was everything that I wasn't. And yet it was everything I used to be. And I didn't know when I had changed. And seeing her made me realize I had, I don't really think up until that moment, I knew that I was different than I was until I saw Dawn, until I watched her come in. God, I can see her. You can't see me right now, but I'm shaking my head and I'm, you know, oh, I have one excuse after another why she was right, why she was late. And it was always something. I think it was even one time should a washing machine go out or something like that. Or I can't remember. But anyway, after a while, we started becoming, I got to finally take the belt off, which was awesome. And oh, this is another funny thing. So my fitness instructor, our, our, our sculpt and splash instructor used to talk about taking diet pills. She used to, I don't know if she still does, but she talked about these specific diet pills. And I was like, geez, so peach, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like you can't be promoting diet pills. And she would talk, she, I'm not kidding. Like she would talk about these diet pills. Like this is what saved her life. And she's like, I can't imagine being the size I am without taking these every day. And I'm thinking I am not taking diet pills. We buy our milk from the farm and I'm not I'm not like, like, like from the cow, we get unpasteurized milk because we own a cow and that's where we get our milk from. I'm not going to weird water milk, not going to diet pills for heaven's sake. I thought to myself, I'm going to eat the way I eat because I, I've always loved all foods other than liver and baked cod none of those but I loved all foods I loved vegetables I loved fruit I I mean I love fruit and I loved vegetables and I loved cake I'm a baker not by you know profession but I love to bake I'm my kids have a snow day I'm baking my kids say "Ooh, I'd like as a matter of fact just what a week ago maybe my granddaughter Annabelle said nosy said to me Grammy it's my birdie's birthday so my daughter Molly bought her this fake bird because I won't let any more animals in this house. We've got three cats. That's plenty. And so she got her this fake bird that repeats what you say and blah, blah. And she calls it Snowy. And she goes, it's Snowy's birthday tomorrow. Oh, really? She goes, and Snowy really wants a cake. Well, of course, Snowy wants a cake. We all want a cake for our birthday. And at first I sort of was thinking about fake cakes, right? Like, oh, we could pretend to make her a cake out of birdseed. No, she wants a chocolate cake perfect sense makes perfect sense I totally want chocolate cake so that day I did nosy and I got up made ourselves a chocolate cake homemade chocolate cake homemade chocolate frosting I'm so thankful for my mixer that my father-in-law got me for Christmas and whipped that thing out like nobody's business so it was actually on a Sunday because my brother Jeremy came over that whatever I know I can seriously go off on a tangent so my point is is I ate all the foods Like I ate all the foods. I wasn't going to change the way I ate because I thought at that time that I ate perfectly fine. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the way I ate. And when she's talking about diet pills and I'm thinking, and she's telling me that I really shouldn't be drinking this milk, I thought, you're nuts. I'm never going to change. Well, needless to say, you'll hear the rest of that story. But at that time, I was just going to be a mover. And I still sort of feel like 
taking on too much at one time will overwhelm you and you will get discouraged. And all I could do is exercise. So I would go to the Y and I would exercise. My class was an hour and then we would go into the locker room and I would sit down for kind of a while. And then I would get my kids after I could move again. I'd go pick my kids up from the tot spot. I'd run them through McDonald's on the way home for real. Like, <laughs> like that's no shit. And that's, that was our, that was our days. And we started out, I started out on Monday and I couldn't move. My very first day was on a Monday. I could not move and I couldn't go back to the Y until Friday. I did it on Friday and then I couldn't move on Monday. I had to wait till Wednesday. So this was sort of like, I was going at that point pretty sporadically because my body was so out of shape. I just couldn't exercise any more than that. And I was so exhausted. I would come home from those workouts and I would go, I would put the kids down for a nap and I would go down for a nap. And I, we had to go through fast food because there was no way that I was going to make it home with them and then go make them lunch. It wasn't going to happen. I was going to go home with them and go to sleep. And then that night I would get up and I would get ready for the night. I'd make dinner and you know, the next day I wouldn't be able to walk. And at that time we lived in a four story A-frame and we, our bedrooms, Jimmy and my bedroom, and then the boys bedroom, they all three of them shared a bedroom and they were on the third floor. And so I know this sounds weird, but our kitchen was in the basement, which was a walkout basement and our, just, it was weird. So anyway, so I'd have to walk down two flights of stairs to get to the kitchen. I'm telling you, if you've ever had a hard workout and you can't walk downstairs or sit on the potty, those days were killer at the beginning. They were absolute killer days. Um, and for a while, I don't, I don't recall being obsessed with my weight. I don't even, I don't recall if I even had a scale to be honest, it seems to have taken me a while to get to that point. It was like all I could do to just exercise. I thought that was enough. I don't need to do anything else. And before you know it, like I said, Dawn and I were becoming friendly and she would inspire me to try harder. And she inspired me to, to want to do a little bit more. And so by the end, so this was like in October and that session went, the sessions usually went for like six weeks. So this probably went until like, I don't know, sometime after Thanksgiving, maybe not, not quite Christmas before that session would end. And then the new session started up in the new year. And if I remember correctly, I think we did two sessions of that, but here's what I remember specifically. Specifically, I remember it was New Year's Eve. I know what it was. Here's what it was. We had a we, you. We got a Wii U for Christmas that year. That's how I learned. That's how I discovered weighing myself because I would weigh myself on the Wii U. And on Christmas, no, on New Year's Eve, I weighed in and I was 209 pounds. So from whenever, if it was October, that I started my weight loss, my movement, my movement. By the time the new year had come, I was 209. So I had gone from 241 to 209 with movement alone. And I remember thinking, this is amazing. Like it was amazing. It was so amazing. I now was going, I'm sure, I, I don't remember, but I think I was now going three days a week. 
And I was really excited for the new session to start after the new year. Like I was really ready to do it. And I think at this point is when I was really focused on my weight, but I still was not ready to think about food at all. I just, I couldn't handle it. So I just kept moving. And it was after the new year that Dawn started saying, have you ever done a triathlon? And I actually had done a triathlon when I was trying to impress Jimmy way back in the day before I broke. I did do a triathlon and he had done quite a few. I hadn't done a lot. I'd maybe done one or two. I didn't, I hadn't done a lot. Um, and I had tried to be a runner with him. I said that earlier too. I really wanted to impress him by being a runner and I tried. And so at this point, she's like, I'd like to do a triathlon. Would you like to start swimming after our workout class? So after our sculpt and splash class, we would then swim laps. Well, I was not, I was not raised to swim. I was raised to stay alive in the water. When we grew up, we went to the Escanaba beach and we went to the Gladstone beach. And yes, I could swim. I could swim out to the raft. I would pass the swim test, but I didn't swim. I like, I like didn't die. I didn't drown. I just stayed up, right? Like, like you didn't put your face in the water. No. That was, I mean, that, so I'm from the UP, even in July, that water is fucking cold. Like you're not sticking your face in that. I mean, even as a kid, you weren't doing that. No. So I knew how to not die, but I can't say I knew how to swim. Well, it just so happened that Glenda, she was the aquatics director at the time. She would, she started to sort of see what we were doing and probably looked at me and saw how pathetic I was and started to give us pointers like, you know, let's do this. And how about you try that? And I think maybe if you get into the pool a couple more times a week. And at this point, I was ready to start coming five days a week. Like I was ready to do, as a matter of fact, I did. I started taking a step aerobics class. That's what I, that was my next class. I started a step aerobics class with my friend, Michelle, who I'm going to tell you all about a little later on another day. Anyway, so I started with the step aerobics class and it was, and so I would do three days a week. It was so much, oh God, I couldn't do the L step, right? If you ever done a step aerobics class in the L step, I would trip. Oh, good gracious. I couldn't, Jimmy used to tell me, my husband would say he dated a girl. No, was it for grace? I don't remember. It's so dumb, but he's like, oh, I'm really good at step aerobics. Like, shut up. He's a really good athlete and probably would be good at just about anything. Um, Anyway, so I was doing that. I was doing that. And it was a little bit later that I started another class. But at this point, this gets me until I think I was right around two. Well, I think I stopped around 209 is what I recall. I just couldn't quite hit that lower. I think my body had gotten to a point where it had been shocked enough to drop all that weight. Shocked that I was moving so frequently. And here's what I like to think about moving. Moving to me is like a double negative, which might not make sense to you, but this is why I think about it that way. Because in addition to I'm not eating while I'm exercising, right? So not only am I burning calories, but I'm also not ingesting any calories. And so it got to the point where we were going, I was going to the Y and I would be there for a couple hours. Well, by the time I had to leave my house, which was early because the class started at like nine and then it was over. And by the time I would rest and hang out with my new friend, 
And then I would pick up my boys and then drive them through the drive-thru before we would come home. I mean, it was hours for me not having eaten. So it seems reasonable that I had lost all that initial weight without focusing anything on my food at all. And movement had become, all of a sudden I started to feel, I started to feel strong. There was like a moment where I felt like it wasn't about my weight in this moment. It was, I started to find that I was fun again. I started to find that I had energy again. I had a friend, which I, which I had like a phone friend, but I was stuck at home with my kids and and my best friend, Annie was home with her kids too. She was raising kids like I was and she lived too far away from me where we didn't see each other very often. And so this was sort of my way to come out of my shell. And all of a sudden I started to look at my life and I started to want things more than I had in the past. And that is the reason when I get started talking to you about your turn and how that came about. It was the reason I've always felt like movement is this catalyst for change. Movement is a catalyst. What I've learned about energy in some energy work that I've done and some um, people that I've learned or met along my um, spiritual journey, you know, we are all just comprised of energy. And it becomes sort of stagnant and and stuck. And and when I say stuck, I mean stuck in the same mental mental mind patterns and sort of stuck in the same way that you do things. And and that's what stuck in a rut is, right? It's not so much that you are physically stuck. You're just sort of stuck in your mind and you're stuck in your body. And I was stuck. I was stuck in this really depressing life that was so overwhelming and I loved my family and I, I loved, I loved my family. I lied the most wonderful husband and I loved my kids and I loved my, my civil, I mean, I loved the pieces of my life and yet I was not, before I started moving, I was I not a person that I recognized anymore she I look back and I know she was depressed like she was depressed but I didn't know it because it seemed like it was such a gradual slip down this muddy embankment embankment to this dark place that I didn't know I was in the dark and I think about her and I think a I'm proud I'm thankful for my doctor. I'm proud that I listened to her. I'm proud that I kept going even when it was hard. Because all of a sudden during those, you know, maybe four or five months, I began to find little glimpses of who I used to be. And I began to want more and more and more of her she became this woman that i was striving to be and i will always credit don because i wonder if she hadn't shown up 
I wonder if she hadn't been there that day with her crazy hair. God, her crazy hair and her gigantic smile and her zest for life. I wonder if I would have kept it up. If I hadn't fallen head over heels for her. If I had bothered. And that was the reason, you know, a little while later, I'll tell you about next time. That was the reason for your turn. Because I know I could have done it on my own. Right? Like, could I have done it? Could I have muscled through? If you could see me right now, I'm sort of giving you these movements of muscling it through. And I could have. I could have muscled it through. But I'll tell you, having Dawn there was like, it was like the sun shining through the gray skies. She was like my rainbow after a terrible storm. I will for the rest of my life love her. And you'll see how close we become in future episodes and I think that's where I'm going to leave it today. But that's really the premise of your turn. It's, I set the intention for every group that there's someone there that someone can sort of see a glimpse of themselves in that makes them want to strive to find that in themselves again. I'll sometimes say to my group, find that person that's right in front of you just far enough out of your reach that you can't touch them, but you sort of know in your mind that maybe you can get them. I've done that all the years that I raced after this journey began. But Dawn was the biggest, greatest catalyst of change for me up until my next catalyst of change. So that is the beginning of my weight loss. I'm going to end it there. I was... Still 209 pounds. I had finished the second session. Now I was making friends and sort of finding myself. And on our next episode, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the beginning of your turn. I'm going to jump around a little bit because I, because I, A, want to not overwhelm you with just this story about Mel. And I want to get your turn in here and the ladies um, who are in your turn and who just inspire me so much. So my next episode is going to be all about how your turn began. And um, I look forward to sharing that with you. But now you sort of know what my premise is, right? Where I was wanting to go with it, even though at that time, I had no idea. Your turn wasn't even a blip in my mind. I was still 209. And I hadn't, I hadn't done anything more than finish two sessions of Sculpt and Splash. And <laughs> I could not get my feet up to the tile without crying and I didn't need the belt anymore which was awesome so it's 10 o'clock at night my kids are all in bed now and I'm ready to head up to bed myself and I don't know when you'll be listening to this but I hope I've inspired you just a little bit to think that maybe there's something a little bit more in you that you had forgotten that was in there if you look back to your past and maybe there's that glimmer in you that you want to let peek out a little bit or maybe not. Maybe my story is, is you know, another dumb weight loss story that you hear a hundred times over. But I guess for everyone that's lost a, a great deal of weight, 
It sure feels pretty powerful to me. So this is Melody. I'm signing off for tonight. And I hope beyond all hope that you know that you can reach for anything that you could possibly desire. Because sometimes magic happens. All right. You have a wonderful night or a wonderful day. You know, you do you. See you next time. Bye.